Gary Renard Podcast, Episode 34. Welcome to the Gary Renard Podcast, your direct and sometimes holiday connection to Gary Renard, best-selling author of The Disappearance of the Universe, Your Immortal Reality, and the upcoming Love Has Forgotten No One. I'm Gene Bogart, podcast producer and Gary's co-host. And I'm also the guy who welcomes Gary to the crowd at large. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome freshly back from a trip down under, mate? He's back stateside. It's Gary Renard. There you go, mate. How are you? <laughs> hey, buddy. How you doing? Good, good. So, yeah, you just got back. You just finished that long, long plane ride back from uh, Australia, huh? Oh, yeah, it's a 14-hour uh, plane ride. Uh, it's wise to get up and stretch a lot on a I would plane think. ride like I that. I would it's think so. And uh, fortunately, we flew Virgin uh, Australia, and uh, they leave at night, so that it kind of like ties in with your you know, body's uh, kind of like desire to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. So we were able to get you know some sleep on the uh, flight, not a lot, but enough so that uh, right. we weren't totally exhausted when we get back. Uh, and Cindy and I, we just had a great time there. It was fantastic. The people were great. Uh, I did five events in three cities, and they're all sold out, and uh, the book's doing well in Australia. A lot of people listen to this podcast Oh, cool! in Australia, so I just want to say hi to all my uh, mates there in, in Australia. Thanks for you know giving such a good turnout and a good response and everything. It really uh, made me feel... Wonderful, and the places there, Brisbane, uh, Byron Bay, Sydney, we just uh, had a wonderful time, great people, and uh, we're definitely going to go back uh, in a year or so. Mm-hmm. I think it'll probably be January of uh, 2011, which you know, is really just a, uh, two months in a year away. So, uh, you know, we're really looking forward to it. We just love it there. We had a great time, and uh, the people uh, are just fantastic. Yeah, I know that you were telling me, I think, a while ago that the, the last time you were there was like five years ago. That was back, you were still living in Maine. You were saying that you had to fly from Maine to California, a huge flight, and then go all the way to Australia. This time, at least you were in, starting out in California. But uh, you said at that time, five years ago, a disappearance of the universe and you were, were not well known at all. And this time, it was like a whole different thing. So there's been a lot of expansion along those lines, probably a big expansion just in, in A Course in Miracles in general in Australia, because I know it's very popular down that way now right yeah that's true it makes you realize you know that uh you know when you're working hard over the years uh it really does you know have an impact it really does make a difference and uh you know people just kept sharing the book with people in australia very much a word of mouth thing uh, just like it is everywhere and uh you know over the last five years a lot of people have uh, gotten the message they've uh been been introduced to the course through the disappearance of the universe and your immortal reality which is also doing well uh, in Australia, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I'm very, uh, you know, very happy about the whole thing. It's just going great. Cool. And you saw some folks that uh, that you know through uh, through the podcast, through the other things that we've done. And uh, I know we've talked to a couple of people. And I hear from a lot of folks, as I told you, I think on Facebook, I I get contacts from people friending, you know, from, and it's someone from Australia, and they know us from the podcast. So yeah, that must be cool when you go there. It's like seeing old friends from around the world on you. That's true. And there were even people who were there who came to hear me. Uh, five years ago when I was there, ah. came back. It's, so it's like seeing old friends and then people from the broadcast. Uh, every place I went in Australia, you know, people would come up to me and say, 
that they listen to the podcast. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely making a difference in getting this message to a lot of people in a lot of countries. And, uh, you know, I had no idea when we started uh, that it was going to have such an impact, but it really does. Yeah. That's great. And, you know, on our, and we're going to talk a little bit because we have an upcoming conference call that you and I are doing. We did a, our first one, uh, I guess it was almost a month ago at this point. It was the, the one near October. It was right right after Halloween, or actually just before Halloween. We did that one. Uh, and I was just thinking of that because, and I, oh, I have her name here in a second. Wait one sec. Oh, I go through my papers in time. Hold on, hold on. Uh, oh, 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 here we go. Who was it that called in from, uh, oh, I'm looking right at it and I can't find her name. Oh, there she is. It was Ilanit called in, our friend Ilanit. She's from Melbourne, Australia. And uh, yeah, so, but now you didn't go to Melbourne on this trip, right? That'll be the next time when you go down? That's right. You have to say it right. They say Melbourne. Well, that's what I was doing. Yeah. I, was, I was consciously leaving the R very silent there, you know, so. Yeah, yeah people from out of town, they say Melbourne. Melbourne. Well, we have a Melbourne in Florida where we do say Melbourne, unless you're a transplanted New Yorker, and then you say Melbourne, you know, so it's really closer. I guess New Yorkers are closer to Australians, you know, you never know. Yeah. But a lot yeah, of... Like here in California, they know you're from out of town if you say Wilshire Boulevard. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be Wilshire. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you know, they, they get your number right away. You know. yeah, that, whenever I hear people say, uh, you know, Boca Raton, you know, they don't live here. It's Bo- Boca Raton if you're actually in Florida, you know. So, yeah. So yeah, inter- It just happens to be where Gene lives. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't give it away. I'm like, people don't know that already. Yes. My life's an open book. You don't want people to know that you're rich. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's another one of those great fallacies that everybody in Boca is rich. Because there are a lot of really rich people in Boca. I'm not one of them. But the really rich people live like on the ocean and the intracoastal waterway. And, you know, fortunately, they're, they are hugely wealthy and they contribute massively to our tax base. So normal little middle class people like us don't get crushed too badly. But, uh, no, we're just in a nice middle class guy. You know, you've been here many times. But, yeah, uh, yeah. What are we saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Mr. <laughs> Southern California. But the point I was going to make, though, was that uh, it was nice having Ilanit on that last conference call. And we quickly just wanted to mention, and this is, we're going to try to turn this one around. You know, I always tell you guys now listening in when we record these, Gary and I are doing this uh, Wednesday evening, right before Thanksgiving. We're going to be talking briefly about Thanksgiving and the concept of giving thanks. Uh, I'm going to do my best to get this podcast turned around and released either by Thanksgiving or Friday, hopefully. So it'll still be a Thanksgiving theme. And then it'll be this coming Monday still ahead of us as we're doing this it'll be uh november 30th we're going to do the second of our conference call series gary and i it's gary renard and gene bogart helping out as moderator guy uh but the last one worked out great it was really a lot of fun the folks who were on board with us uh they all got to you know say hello at one point at least come on talk to you a bit in person one-on-one uh share their own questions for gary right with you there it was it really was what it claims to be this type of format that we're using is kind of like doing an actual conference an actual gathering in a room except you're on the telephone you don't have to travel anywhere but it's the same thing where everybody can interact it's not one of those calls where you just sit and listen you actually get to come on we can select one or two or groups of people or we can bring on everybody and and keep it manageable so it's not too noisy with too many telephones involved but it's really cool that folks really and and everybody loved it they were all saying we have a number of those people have already signed up for our next one and uh, we just wanted to mention that. Now, I don't know if at your website, if somebody said, great, guys, how do I join you for this call? Uh, I don't know. Do you have a direct link? Do you know at GaryRenard.com? I'm not sure. 
Not yet. No, okay. I've been uh, adding so many things to the website lately. Right. It's been hard to keep, now, I know keep up with them, especially with the trip to Australia. Right, but, yeah, uh, you, you've been away. We'll be catching up. Your tireless staff has been working in your in your departure here. Um, yeah, but if people uh, join my email list, then they always get uh, an announcement about the podcast. Right, and, and, and well, uh, about the conference calls as well, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, so if you and do... Uh, a, you have a link. Uh, do you have a link at your website? Um, I'm going to put it up. I, I can't guarantee it'll be there. I'm not I'm not all that web design savvy, so sometimes simple things take me a while. Well, that's true my whole life. But um, I'm going to get a link at forgiveness.tv. If I have it in time, that'll be great. If not, let me just read the URL for this. People can go right to the web page that describes okay. it all, and you can sign up. So bear with me, folks, but here's the URL. I'll describe it, and then I'll repeat it again. So it's www.garyrenard.com slash workshops slash n like november n o v zero nine maestro that's m a e s t r o call that's all one word maestro call dot h t m l so i know it's confusing but i'll say it one more time and the beauty of the podcast is you can stop and rewind it and come back and hear it again but i'll do it one more time for you here www.garyrenard.com slash workshops slash N O V zero nine maestro call dot HTML. So it's N like for the month of November, N O V zero nine maestro call. That's all one word dot HTML. So that'll get you there. You can email me if you get confused about this, gene at genebogart.com, and I'll, and I'll straighten you right out. But we'll definitely have links up soon, and then they'll be there for every other conference. Because we're looking to do this every month. It was really cool, and, and I enjoyed it. I know you had a great time. And people, like with your live events, and I've been to many of them, people just really love it. You're great at what you do. You're great at the information you give. But they love, and you love, being part of the, the gathering that you really can't replace. And this was very, very close to that experience, except for being able to hug you. Uh, they were certainly able to chat and talk, and it was personal, and yet we got information covered. It was really cool. So uh, so there you go. So that'll be this Monday, as we say. Thanks, well, Gene. You know. And uh, you did that very well. You should be on the radio. So I've been told. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You really should. Yeah. They, uh, you but, know. Uh, yeah. I, I like doing uh, the conference calls because I can talk to the people direct, which uh, most of these formats, other formats that they have, you know, people have to either give their question to a moderator or they have to type it in. Right. Uh, you know, in a lot of these other places where uh, people say they're going to interact but you don't really get to talk to the person one-on-one yeah. uh, -on -one the way that you do at uh, our teleconferences. So yeah. I'm very excited about that technology. I think it's a really good thing. Yeah, that's the, and that's where the Maestro comes in. It's the Maestro conference technology that we're using as the yeah. platform for this. And it really is good. It's really, really cool, the technology behind it. And for folks, it's just a simple phone call. You don't have to do anything on your computers. You're just on the phone. Uh, it's a simple number to call in, and you get a PIN, you know, your personal number, a four-digit or whatever, yeah. and, you, and there you go. But uh, it's really neat. And the interactivity is, as you say, that's a really cool part of this. So it's really nice. Yeah. Cool. So uh, I think what I'd like to do uh, for our podcast here is get right to questions okay. uh, and answers. I've only got about uh, 20 minutes left because I need to, I don't need to, but Cindy and I are going to see this movie, 2012. You mentioned that. Because, yeah. Well, uh, tell everybody, the, been, tell them the cool I'm thing sorry. about this in case they hadn't heard. Yeah. What, what the deal? Uh, yeah. We're going to see the movie 2012 because uh, everyone's been telling me that they show a copy of uh, my second book, Your Immortal Reality. Yeah. You have to show it briefly in the movie uh -huh. and even though it's brief i guess you can see it pretty clearly so 
Uh, that's fun. They say it's a scene it's with, with, with Woody Harrelson? Woody Harrelson's yeah. desk in the movie. Uh-huh. He plays like a prophet who, uh, you know, is, is warning the people over his radio show about what the government is doing and not letting them know about. And uh, so yeah, I guess he plays a pretty cool character. And uh, they show the movie. I should, they show the book once or twice. I'm not sure. I won't know until I see tonight. But uh, we're looking forward to that. That should be good. And I heard it's pretty pretty wild adventure, uh, you know, action special effects flick, you know, so it should be good. Yeah, yeah, these are the guys that did, like, The Day After Tomorrow and mm-hmm. uh, Independence Day. Yeah. You know, movies like that, uh, which are really laden with special effects, and uh, it's supposed to be well done. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's a doomsday story or not. I suspect that it is. Well, I Maybe guess. Whole, I guess it would be, Gary. <laughs> in there at the same time. <laughs> well, if the Mayans said it, it has to be true. Well, I saw this Mayan scholar being uh, interviewed, and uh, they asked him, well, you know, what about the year 2012? Uh, and the end of the Mayan calendar is at the end of the year. And the scholar just looked at the camera and said, Americans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those Mayans, they always had an anti-American bias, even 2,000 years ago. Yeah, I think so. But they it, saw what was coming in their visions and, uh, you know, kind of like uh, prophetic dreams and things like that. Right. Well, you know, a lot of these these type of films, you and I are both kind of film buffs. And, uh, you know, some things are, you know, is, like Freud said, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Well, sometimes an action adventure movie is just a movie. You know, it doesn't need, it doesn't need to mean anything to actually just be fun to watch. You know, so uh, I still like inv- yeah, it. Be fun. I still like invaders. Besides, uh, when you have actors like John Cusack, yeah, and, uh, Woody Harrelson. Oh, yeah. It's a pretty good cast. Cusack is great. And, and yeah, Woody is, too. So uh, it, it must be pretty well done. Yeah. So I'll be looking yeah. forward to see it. you can give me your review later. Sure, I'll do that. Okay, let's jump into a couple of questions then. And we're digging back in the archives. We had a couple of older ones that I thought were good to get to by now before the paper actually falls apart through age. So uh, <laughs> the first one came in here from a while back, but it's a good question. This one is, a, is an interesting concept here. This comes from uh, Todd, who's from New Jersey. And he said, hi, Gene and Gary. Uh, oh, thank you both for providing a conduit for sharing the truth. I like that phrase for our podcast. We'll call it a conduit for sharing the truth. That's great. Thanks, Todd. Okay, it's two questions. Second one's real quick. I'll do the first one first. His question, would the following ideas be an accurate description of our experience here? The seeming separation I am experiencing from the person standing next to me is the same seeming separation I am experiencing from God himself, a false separation in both cases. Therefore, restoring my awareness of my unity with the person next to me will also restore my awareness of my unity with God. And would we only want to unite and oh and we would only want to unite with what we love therefore we must see the person next to us as innocent and perfect because that is what we would love and want to unite with how's that does that pretty much make sense yeah i think that's a very accurate rendition of uh what the course is saying i might add a couple of things okay. uh first of all the separation that you're seeing with another person is symbolic of the original separation uh, after that original separation, which occurred on a really massive uh, metaphysical level, you had this tremendous uh, denial and projection outward that was the making of the universe of time and space. So you have this uh, great denial that becomes unconscious. Uh, because it's been denied, it has to go somewhere. It looks like you're getting rid of it, but you're not. It has to go somewhere. It's projected outward. And there are all these ideas in the mind that couldn't exist in perfect oneness with God 
that now exists, because now you're in a world of opposites. You have a subject and an object. You have you and God. Uh, there's, uh, you know, a lot that would have to be explained, so I can't really get into it in detail, except to say that what you're seeing is a projection that is symbolic of separation. So everything that you're seeing uh, was made by you, but then you forgot because it was denied. Once it's denied, it's not there for you anymore consciously. You're not aware of it, but it's still there in the unconscious mind, and it's projected outward, and it looks like you've gotten rid of uh, the guilt and the fear and all these terrible things you felt as a result of being separate from God, and they're seen as being outside of you. And, uh, you know, so projection will always follow denial. Mm -hmm. Then you have this projection of the universe. Then uh, the Course teaches that projection makes perception. So, it, you know, it's something that is forgotten. You forgot that you actually made that which you are looking at. You know, so what you're looking at was made by you, but then you forgot because it was denied. And it looks like you've gotten rid of this stuff in the mind, by projecting it outward, when the truth is you haven't gotten rid of it at all, because even though it seems real, it is just a projection, and as the Course teaches, uh, ideas leave not their source. Mm -hmm. So it looks like you've gotten rid of it, but it's a trick. And you haven't really gotten rid of it, because the idea behind the projection is still there, hidden in the unconscious mind. So what you do then is by forgiving that which you are seeing, and when I say forgiving, I mean, uh, you got to go all the way with this. You know, you don't want to see people as being part of it or anything. You want to see them as being nothing less than God. Uh, Jesus was very proactive, and he is in the Course. What he did was he completely replaced the thought system of the ego with the thought system of the Holy Spirit. He just completely replaced the whole thing. So you're not just uh, letting your thoughts go through non-judgment. You're, you're taking a complete and uh, additional proactive step by seeing everybody, and when I say see, I don't mean with the body's eyes, I mm -hmm. mean in the way that you think about them. You think about them as being all of it, not part of it. You think about, about them as being exactly the same as God, and by doing that, you're taking the additional step that Jesus took, which is necessary if you really want to undo the ego quickly. Then, uh, you know, you want to see people and think about people as being nothing less than God, which would mean that they're not just part of it, they're all of it. And no matter what people think about themselves, because people certainly think that they're guilty, whether they're conscious of it or not, and, uh, you know, what you want to do is say, okay, well, maybe they think that way about themselves, maybe they think they're, they're guilty, but I know better, because I know that God is still perfect love, which means that God is still perfect and totally innocent, and by thinking of people the same way, I will come to experience myself that way, because once again, we've said this before, but the Course very clearly teaches that as you see him, you will see yourself. Right. That's because it's really just one of us, and your unconscious mind knows that. So the way that you think about another person is going to determine how you feel about yourself, uh, how you experience yourself, and ultimately even what you believe your identity is. Uh, if you're thinking about people as just being bodies, that's what you'll think you are. But if you think about them as being nothing less than God, and this perfect oneness with God, which would be all of it, not just part of it, then eventually you have to come to experience yourself that way. So that's really uh, the nuts and bolts of that. I agree with uh, you know the statement that was made earlier that you read. I would just uh, you know maybe add a little bit to it, and, uh -huh. you know, because we want to, people to remember that uh, the way that they kind of like think about others, and this doesn't mean that you don't carry on normal conversations and have normal relationships right. with the bodies that appear to be there. 
It just means that in the back of your mind, you know what they really are instead of what uh, you used to think they were or what they think they are. You know better now, and you know how to think about them, knowing that it will determine your own experience and your own identity. And, you know, that's really interesting, the point you touched on there, too. We always talk about that in terms of the projection is happening subconsciously. We're not even aware of it. But it's almost quite literally, it's almost symbolically as if you're thinking of it in terms of a projector, something emanating these images, pumping it out there. And we're doing that, and we've buried the knowledge of doing that so deeply that we don't, we're the engine behind this and don't even recognize it. So just that alone is, is a big step to recognize that we're doing it, forgive ourselves for doing it, because that's part of what will disempower that projector engine. Uh, I'm creating a heck of an analogy here, but you know what I'm saying, it, that all of this, this massive ability to create everything we think we see, this twisted universe we think we see out there, and all the grievances and harm that, that seem to be there, that's actively being pumped out by part of us that we've buried so deeply we're not even aware of it, and that's what we're bringing to the surface so we can truly let it go. That's right. I might add that... Um we're not projecting it as we go along. We already right. did. Yeah, it's done. And that's important for people to remember. Right. Uh, the whole thing has already been projected from the beginning of time to the end of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's already there, and then as the Course teaches, we're reviewing mentally that which has already gone by. You know, so people, because they're so used to thinking that they're making this up as they go along. Right. And they tend to think that they're also making up the projection as they go along. Right. Uh, that's not true. The projection is already there, and we're viewing it. Our remaining freedom, and the Course teaches that, you know, freedom to choose is your one remaining power. Yeah. In fact, it's your only remaining power as a prisoner of this world, according to the Course. It says you can decide to see it right. So the idea is, you know, not so much on the projection, which is the effect, but returning to the cause, which is uh, that projector that is hidden in the unconscious mind. Right. And you're kind of like observing it, so, you, you know, you have a choice now. Uh, am I going to take the ego's interpretation of the ego's script, which is what happens on uh, the level of the effect? You know, that, that's the ego script. Yeah. Uh, the Holy Spirit script is a reinterpretation of the ego script. Yeah. So who am I going to choose to see this with? The Course says you can decide to see it right. You can decide to see it with the Holy Spirit. Am I choosing the Holy Spirit's interpretation, which is complete love and uh, universal forgiveness uh, and universal innocence, by seeing it right, by seeing it that way, with the right-minded thinking of the Holy Spirit, that's when how you undo the ego's script. Yeah. And that's the fastest way to undo it. So uh, I think it's important to always remember the basics. I don't think that they can be repeated uh, too many times, mm-hmm. because uh, when the Course says, you know, be vigilant only for God and His kingdom, I think you have to, uh, you know, keep thinking these thoughts, stay aware of the basics, uh, keep doing it, persevere, and uh, that's how, you know, you get to the goal. And also, it's interesting that, you you know, talking about we, we seem to be experiencing this in time, and we tend to have that thought that we're doing the projecting in time. But in reality, time is part of the illusion. Time itself is in the projection. So it's all, it, it, it happened and it's already over and done with. But the projection involves our thinking we're separated and somehow living in a time flow that isn't actually real. So, I mean, that's a real mind blower, but that's really what we're dealing with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Spe- yeah, let me- so you know, you want to kind of like stay on your toes. Yeah. Oh. In the morning, put you know, put the Holy Spirit in charge of the day and stay on your toes. And when something does come up, uh, as it does occasionally, that you need to forgive, uh, just do it. And uh, you know, the sooner you do it, actually, 
that's what causes you to remember the truth. And when you remember the truth, just like the Course teaches, you know, if I forgive, I will see this differently. Mm-hmm. And you do see it differently, and it does change your experience of life. And, uh, you know, but I think it's very important to, you know, really remember the truth as fast as you can. You know, stop yourself from reacting. Remember the truth as fast as you can. And when you do, everything that you know will come back to you, and uh, you, you'll just uh, stop suffering a lot quicker. And, uh, you know, the sooner you forgive, the less you suffer, the more peaceful you are. And it changes everything. It literally changes your experience of life. And, you know, it's interesting. It's almost like a little mini cycle within the greater cycle. Like what you're saying right there is a small collapse of time. You know, you used to get upset with something and then, you know, a year later you'd forgive it or a month later. And now you get to where you could do it quickly. So you've you've collapsed time within the time illusion. And that really is sort of a symbolic parallel of how Jesus refers to the collapsing of time regularly throughout the course of just collapsing it so it no longer is there for you. You know, so that's the macro version of that. And ultimately, time is gone. And then it would be something like the disappearance of the universe might occur. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I think you put that well. Ah. And uh, it is kind of like a mini... uh collapse of time, because now, instead of spending 30 days uh, upset, you're only spending 30 seconds upset, and that, you know, that's not a small difference. That's 30 days of your life that uh, you spent peaceful, and, uh, you know, you can't put a price tag on something like that. Right, and that's just the practical application in the world it seems to be, but the overall is, as Jesus says over and over, and I think he's very literal, he says, this will save thousands of your years by learning this one simple lesson. He says that repeatedly through the course, and I, I take him at his word there. I think that literally what would seem to take us many, many lifetimes to get through, we just simply don't need to do. As you say, it's the alternate ending to the DVD. You just skip ahead several scenes because you don't need them anymore. You know, So that's that's massively valuable. Yeah, that's why uh, I think the Course talks about the time-saving feature of the miracle. Yeah. And uh, that idea of you know remembering as fast as you can. At one point, the Course says, what is a miracle except for this remembering? Uh-huh. You know, the, the sooner you can remember the truth, instead of reacting to uh, the ego and the illusion and uh, the dream, you know, the sooner you can remember the truth, uh, it changes everything. You'll suffer less. You'll get get a lot uh, further along on your path, and uh, everything will be different. Even the experience of death is different, according to the Course. Mm-hmm. If uh, there's been true healing, which there would have to be, if you're practicing forgiveness, it has to work. Right. Uh, whether you can see it or not, you may not always see the results, because the Course also teaches that, uh, you know, the miracle always has effects, but uh, these effects may not always be visible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be taking place on the subatomic level, it could be taking place in other lifetimes, it could be shining all through the universe, there's a lot going on. The miracle works in all, dimension, all dimensions of time, yeah. Yeah, it does, so it's really wild stuff. And the Holy Spirit's doing uh, its job, and all we have to do is our job, which is forgiveness. Yeah, willingness. Willingness and forgiveness, which really are the same thing when you break it down. It's that opening to the Holy Spirit. Let let you lead. You know, I, I'll get out of the way and let the Holy Spirit lead. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're getting along in time here, but okay. uh, that's just an illusion, so I'm sure that nobody will be upset about Well, the second part, and, uh, let me just I did the... want to mention okay, uh, good. You know, something about Thanksgiving. You notice... Uh, oh, yeah. Well, if, if I can, just, if, if you don't mind, real, just real quick, because this way I can wrap up this one question from Todd, because the second one ties in with what we just said, and I think it'll be the same answer. The second thing quickly was, could you comment on what deja vu is? And I'll bet it's going to be something like we were just talking about. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, deja vu all over again. Ah, I like that. Yogi. Yes, Yogi Bear. He was, he was my favorite yogis. Last night, it, it got dark early. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Yogi Bear. 
Uh, he's the one that said about that restaurant. He said uh, nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. It's too crowded. I, I actually meant it gets it got late early. Is what he actually said. But yeah, nobody goes to that restaurant anymore. It's too crowded. He was just great. He's brilliant. You know, seems like Ringo. Like that other one too. He got late early. That's yeah. It was like usually something happens late in the game, and he goes, "Yeah, well, last night it got late early. Like they had a bad game or whatever it was." It was so funny though. But yeah, deja vu is basically that's kind of for a moment. I'm guessing since everything has happened, and we're just reviewing like like. A specific area of the timeline that we think we're in at the moment. So deja vu is just when we're kind of picking out something from a different area of the same timeline. It seems to be, you know, ahead of us, or we've already done it, or something like that. But really, nothing has changed. Perception difference, I guess. That's right. And uh, sometimes there are little, just little uh, breakthrough in uh, all the walls that are walling off things in the mind, and then you experience something. And now, don't forget, the course says you are reviewing. Uh-huh. Mentally, that which has already gone by. Right. Uh, when you have that experience of deja vu, what you're doing is you're remembering that you've already experienced this and that you've already kind of like, you know, bought into the ego script. You know, there's a part of you that knows the whole script. Mm-hmm. Uh, your unconscious mind knows everything. So there's a part of you that actually knows what's going to happen. And sometimes uh, what is, you know, preventing us from being aware of that breaks down a little bit, you know, or, or you break through, which would be a better way of putting it. And so now, in an experience of deja vu, you are actually remembering that you've experienced this before and that you know what's going to happen. And I think that that's what causes uh, the experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to mention about Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, our, you notice, our... especially in the uh, Manual for Teachers, uh, the course is very you know, big on emphasizing gratitude. Mm-hmm. You know, how uh, you know, gratitude is a, you know, a very important component of the attitude of a teacher of God. And, uh, you know, gratitude is also such a great place to be coming from mentally. I mean, you're actually setting yourself up to receive, you know, when you're in a condition of gratitude. Uh, You start to appreciate things more when you're in a condition of gratitude. And it's a very good frame of mind to be coming from. So uh, I would like to emphasize that for Thanksgiving, that, you know, we should remember the gratitude uh, to God for creating us to be exactly the same as Him, Uh, gratitude to the Holy Spirit, you know, for leading us home mm-hmm. and uh, for giving us everything that we need, you know, and, and we certainly all have abundance in our lives if, if we live in America. So it's it's not like, uh, you know, we don't have the abundance, it's just we don't experience it because, uh, and many of us do experience it, but the way that you experience it is by undoing the separation from God, just like the Course says, you know, a sense of separation from God is the only lack you really need correct. Yeah. And if you could take care of that one lack, then all the others would take care of themselves because you would never feel like you were lacking. Uh, you would never feel scarcity. You would always feel abundant, no matter what appeared to be happening. So uh, gratitude is very important. It's uh, definitely a characteristic of the teacher of God and something that, uh, you know, this would be a good time to start cultivating it uh, because of Thanksgiving. And, you know, I think we... Uh... We discussed the uh, the one thing from uh, the workbook from Lesson 123, and I'll just read the quote that we were kicking around back and forth. It says, And we give thanks that in our solitude a friend has come to speak the saving word of God to us, and thanks to you for listening to him. His word is soundless if it be not heard. In thanking him, the thanks are yours as well. So that really gets to that shared aspect of we are one with God and the thanks are our own as we thank God and God thanks us for recognizing our oneness. Yeah, that's cool. I like that very much. Cool. And uh, 
I hate to do this to you, buddy. No, I know you got to go. Else I want to see the movie. I appreciate you getting this one in, and uh, we wanted to turn this around around Thanksgiving, so hopefully we will have achieved our goal if I can get it out and about <laughs> as we're supposed to. But I'm glad we got this recorded. Glad to talk to you before Turkey Day. Any big plans to tell us about, or are you just going to keep it uh, close to the home fires this time? Well, uh, Cindy and I always get together with her mother and her sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Doris and Jackie. I sure do. Hello, girls. Yes, they're two yeah. of my two of my favorite people in the world. They're total sweethearts. I always said the only person who's more beautiful and more wonderful than both Cindy and her sister Jackie, the only one better than them, is their mother, Doris, because she's an absolute doll. So uh, it runs in the family. Well, it sure does. And uh, the four of us get together, and we, we get to talk about A Course of Miracles all day. Uh-huh. Because uh, they're both uh, experts on the course, just like Cindy is. They all, they all know it very well. Oh, cool. And uh, it's a lot of fun to get together with them, have a nice meal, and you know, be grateful and be thankful and talk about the course. And uh, So I'm really looking forward to this one, one of the days that I really look forward to. And uh, so that's what we're up to. And I hope that you and Helen have a great Thanksgiving, and I'd like to wish a happy Thanksgiving to all the listeners. Uh, we're certainly grateful for them. And, uh, you know, it's just such a bright spot in our lives to be able to, you know, work with people who are so kind and so loving and so forgiving. And uh, it's been a beautiful experience, and I know that it will continue to be. Yeah, it really is a wonderful group. As we always say this whenever we're with people in person or uh, over the phone or wherever we gather, and and that's it's absolutely sincere. It's just like the, the it's one of the great wonderful things in my life is to have reached this point where we do connect so regularly with all of these folks who are just so wonderful to be with, you know. And it's like we're all patting ourselves on the back, but but the truth is, it's you're with this wonderful bunch of, as you say, loving and forgiving people who are just so open hearted, joyful, and and willing to help it's just absolutely great so yeah we're preaching to the choir here but you can't recommend it enough it's it, it just you know if this is what the course does that's all the proof you need that this is a good path to be on you know so uh, it's terrific absolutely yeah absolutely so i'm gonna run but, okay i uh, love you guys and we'll talk soon we love you too buddy i'll talk to you soon i'll think of you when i'm eating the turkey tomorrow i'll say well here's to my favorite turkey gary and uh, you can do the same I, we refer to ourselves as the ascended turkeys this year you and i so i think that makes sense uh i'll let you go and i'll <laughs> i'll wrap it up here on the horn and uh well i'll talk to you soon either way and uh well i'll be talking to you Monday, but hopefully over the weekend as well. Okay, thanks, Gene. We'll see you. Bye. Okay, buddy. Bye-bye. And of course, the Gary Renard podcast is created by Enlighten Up Creations and released through Forgiveness.tv. Verbal copyright of this program is still copyright 2009, not 2012 yet, 2009 Gary Renard and Gene Bogart. All rights reserved, as we say, all grievances forgiven. There's usually something else I say here, and then I think lately I've been forgetting what that is, so I don't know what that says about me. For more information about Gary and his activities, you know his website, I think, GaryRenard.com. Ooh. I heard the choir of angels there. It distracted me for a second. That's the website he named himself. The one I came up with is Forgiveness.tv. Check that one out, too. That's not a .com. It's a forgiveness.tv. And we'll try to get the link up for the uh, that conference thing. And if not, email me. You know the email. There was something else, and I can't remember what it was. But I know all those other interesting things we spoke about are currently available, and you know where to find them. I think that's it. Email me anyway. I love to hear from you. I really do. A lot of people say, okay, Gene, just letting you know. We know you're crazy, but we still love you. 
You have no idea how much that means to me, so please keep them coming in. Okay, we're going to let you go for now. Happy Thanksgiving. If I can work fast enough, you'll be hearing this on Thanksgiving Day. And if not, the day after. So Friday's almost like Thanksgiving. Whenever you hear it, I want to thank you very much for listening and reassure you that we'll speak to you next time on the next episode of the Gary Renard Podcast. And as always, especially on Thanksgiving Eve, don't forget that whatever the situation, circumstance, or question, forgiveness is always the answer. You still there? I don't know if you're still there or not. Probably not. You probably hung up, didn't you? Gary? Gary, you still there? Gary, did you hang up? Wait, 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 Gary. Listen, the crowd's still here, Gary. Come on back. Ladies and gentlemen, he's going to the movies. It's Gary Renard and Cindy going to see 2012.